welcome your backup plan tribe to this week's podcast. If you guys are new here, welcome. Welcome to your backup plan channel. My name is Tina Ginn. I am an emergency preparedness coach, a best-selling author, and a best uh, app developer of your backup plan app. And I'm located here in Vancouver, BC. We post step-by-step tutorials each and every week, sometimes events in the news, um, tips and tricks from all our interviewees and whatever else I feel like posting. I interview real life people each and every week with their real life stories on our podcast and our live broadcast each and every week. Um, please subscribe and follow our channel if you haven't already down below in the link. Give us a video a thumbs up if you watch it on YouTube later on and your backup plan app puts your life in one place in preparation of any unpredictable circumstance while taking the painful aftermath out of any tragedy. And I'm so thrilled today to have a guest interview Nelson Tressler, founder and CEO of I Got Smarter in Las Vegas. Um, he's such a lucky guy today being in Las Vegas and we have snow today in Vancouver. Um, he has also written a book uh, called The Unlucky Sperm Club and I'm so excited to have you on our podcast today. Thanks for having me on Tina, I appreciate it. Oh, that's awesome. Can you tell our listeners a little bit about your wonderful journey that I hear that you've had. Yeah, uh, I've got quite the origin story. Uh, my mom became pregnant with me when she was 15 years old. And uh, while she was pregnant with me, her father, who was the local trash collector in a small town, uh, <laughs> drove into the town square. There he spotted two police officers. He stuck a gun out the window and opened fire on those police officers, killing one and critically wounding another. And he was eventually captured and brought to stand trial where he was facing the death penalty. And during his trial, my mom uh, testified to the jury that the reason that her father had shot and killed that police officer was that the police officer had raped her and she was now pregnant with me. And uh, her testimony worked. Uh, my grandfather's first trial ended in a hung jury. The second trial, they took the death penalty off the table and he was sentenced to life in prison without the possibility of parole and leaving behind his family of 15 children, including my mom and now me to kind of deal in the wake of uh, his actions in this small town. Um, wow. So that's, you know, that's kind of where it started. You should definitely have a movie on that. Yeah, well, you know, if there's anyone out there looking to do a movie, it, uh, my, I have the book. So, uh, yeah, let's talk. Jeez, that's incredible. So um, is your mom still alive? Yeah, my mom is still alive. She still lives in the same, uh, the same town. Uh, and, you know, as I talk about in my book, The Unlucky Sperm Club, you know, uh, you know, my, my life didn't get any easier. I mean, it's, you know, my, my mom's 15 years old. She's dealing with the, what's going on, you know, in this town with her small, you know, with her father, but eventually, you know, she turns 21. She meets a, a man who eventually becomes my stepfather and come to find out that he's an alcoholic and he's abusive to me and her. 
Um, and so dealing with, with those circumstances, eventually they have four more children. Uh, and because of the lifestyle that they're living, a lot of the just basic needs fall upon me as the oldest, you know, to help, you know, care of my brothers and sister. And because of this lifestyle, you know, my mom would rather me stay home and help with the kids than go to school. And I hated school. I mean, I, you know, uh, and eventually in the fourth grade, you know, I look down at my report card and I see I have straight F's and, uh, that I flunked the fourth grade and I shouldn't have been surprised. You know, I was probably absent from school 60 days that year. And, uh, you know, I couldn't read, couldn't write, it couldn't spell come to find out, you know, I have dyslexia, you know, the following year, they placed me into special ed to get me the help that I needed. And, uh, but eventually, um, my stepfather was walking home drunk from a bar one night and there was somebody else who was driving home drunk from that bar and they ended up hitting and killing him. And, um, and my mom, you know, my mom, uh, as hard as her life has been to this point, you know, she'd never worked outside of the home. She dropped out of school in the, in the eighth grade. Uh, but, you know, losing my stepfather uh, kind of broke her. She really left her with no hope to raise this family on her own. And it was at this time that she decided she was going to take her own life. And fortunately, she wasn't successful, but uh, she attempted suicide. And at that time, our family got split up. Uh, when my mom got out of the hospital, she determined she couldn't take care of all of us at, you know, on her own. I went to go live with my grandmother, who is the wife of the man who shot and killed the police officer. And, um, and I'm living with her in a, in a small three bedroom house. You know, she had 15 children. Some of them are still living at home. Uh, she's also raising four or five other of my cousins for various reasons, just the way my gram was a, a saint. And uh, for the first time in my life, yeah, for the, for the first time in my life, I didn't have to worry about, you know, my stepdad coming home and beating me or my mom. And, you know, ha I, there was always food in the house. I didn't have to wake up with crying babies. And I started to kind of reflect upon my life and what direction it was going. Yeah. And, and, you know, I determined I didn't like the direction it was going. And then one day when I was in school, uh, a counselor came from the local university and talking about what you needed to do to get into college. And kind of, I started to think to myself, you know what, what if I could go to college? What if I could get a college degree? And I thought that would be the answer to all my problems. And just like you do, whenever you tell yourself you're going to try to do something that's hard, that voice in the back of your brain just starts screaming at you all the reasons you shouldn't even try it. And I can remember like, you know, that voice saying, Nelson, you're in special ed. You can't read, you can't write, you can't spell. Of my mom's family, of those 15 children, only two had ever graduated from high school. None had even attended a college. And um, so I'm the, thinking to myself. It's just way out of your your. Yeah, yeah, I'm thinking I'll be lucky to graduate high school, let alone go to college and graduate. But you know, I, I kind of was looking at my life and it sucked. And what was the worst that could happen? I mean, I, you know, so I started going to school, started to pay attention and started to really have that as a goal, even though I didn't really know what goals were at that time. But, you know, and uh, eventually 12 years later, uh, four universities later, four years in the Air Force, and I eventually became that person, you know, the first person in my family to graduate from college. Oh, awesome. Yeah. That's amazing. 
Yes. So, and and then that started the, uh, that started me on a path to realize if somebody like me who came from where I came from could, could, could use a goal to graduate from college, what else could I do with goals and personal development? And so I became obsessed with goals and personal development and really started working on myself and trying to become that best version of myself. And over the past 20 years, you know, I've used that in every area of my life. Next month, I'm going to celebrate my 25th wedding anniversary. You know, we've raised three awesome young men. I've been the top uh, producing salesperson at a commercial real estate firm. Um, started more than 10 businesses, including one of the largest privately held pet resorts in the country. And I kind of attribute all of this back to knowing how to set a goal and knowing how to stick to it. Because what I've realized is we don't have a knowledge problem when it comes to achieving our goals. We have an execution problem. We just don't do what we're, we know we're supposed to do when we're supposed to do it. Or we don't follow up or we, we're not consistent. Yeah. And, and that's what my app does. Uh, I got smarter. You know, I was fortunate enough to sell some of those businesses and you get to the point in your life where, okay, you know, what would you do if money didn't matter and time didn't matter? And, you know, I'm not one to prop my feet up and watch the sunset, you know, that's just not in me. And I started to think, okay, what, what, what do I want to do with the rest of my life? And I saw how, different somebody's life could be with just one goal or making some different decisions. And I thought, you know what, I need to help people actually achieve their goals. And that's when I sat down and I really uh, wrote this program. I got smarter and, and kind of used everything that I've used over the last 20 years. You know, I, I bought every goal program there is out there, every book, you know, I subscribed to the magazines and the podcast and you know, I, I really was obsessed with it. I knew what worked, what didn't work. And so I took all of that experience and I wrote uh, a program over two years of, uh, of what I thought could help people. And then if I put it into an app so it would be easy to use. And, and that's what I'm trying to do is get that message out there to show people that, you know, with the right tools, the right knowledge and, and the right support, that you really can achieve any goal that you put your mind to. That you too can do it. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, if I truly believe if one of us can do it, all of us can do it. And uh, so, yeah, that's why, you know, and, and I also believe that things only have the meaning that you're willing to give them. And for the longest time, uh, my origin story, that story of my grandfather or my mom, that weakened me. And, uh, you know, I hated any time it got brought up. And when people looked at me and knew who I was and what I represented, and it just weakened me. And when I was thinking about what I was going to do next in my life, you know, I was reflecting upon why I was kind of placed in that situation. Like, why did I have to be raised like that? And, and what I realized was maybe I was put in that situation so so that I could share my story with other people and that they could gather strength and determination and inspiration to maybe take control of their lives. And as soon as I started to put a positive spin on that, what happened to me, and I gave it a good meaning as opposed to the negative meaning I had my whole life, that's when I started to gather strength from it. And that's when I started to realize like, this is a good thing because, you know, one, I got to where I was because of that story and the fuel that it gave me. And now I get to share that story and inspire others to take control of their lives. 
what do you think was your path? Like, what was the underlying passion, do you think, of your story that lights your fire inside your gut? You know what? I had a lot of haters and doubters and people who looked at me and I, and, and, and at least in my own mind, I figured they didn't think I was going to amount to anything. You know, I've had so many people tell me, you know, geez, with that story, no one would have, you know, even thought twice if they would have heard that you would have ended up in jail or, you know, living at this horrible, miserable life with everything. So I think that fueled me in, in the beginning to kind of go out there and have that success and, uh, kind of prove all those people wrong that, you know, my life was important and that I wasn't necessarily going to be that product of, you know, that victim of my circumstances, you know, that I could choose to have a different life. So I think that fueled me, uh, to kind of not only live a life, but, you know, try to live the best life possible for me. Um, it really ties in nicely to my goal setting that we're going to have in January we're going to have a podcast on goal setting. So um, I think um, all our listeners, you know, this really ties in nicely to, it doesn't matter what kind of life you come from or what you're involved in at the moment. Yeah. It's up to you to turn it around. Well, and, and, and you know, it's so true is like the life that we're living now doesn't have to be the life that we continue to live. You know, all we have to do is start making some different choices. If you want a different life, if you want different circumstances in your life, start making different choices because in order for things to change, you need to change. And the one thing that I talk about a lot in my book, The Unlucky Sperm Club, is, is that you're not a victim of those circumstances. You're a product of your choices. And if you want a different life, if you want it to go in a different direction, you are the captain of your ship. You get to control those sails and and start determining where you want to go. And you know it all. It all can start with one choice. And you know, and as soon as you make that one choice, then you'll be able to make the next choice and the next choice. But you truly do determine what life you're going to live. And, and you know, this isn't always a popular concept, but I I truly believe that you know, in very few circumstances, you know, out, we are where we choose to be. We choose to be exactly where we are by the choices that we make. And if that is the case, we can choose not to be there just as easily as we have chosen to be there. Exactly. Um, or if we do go down that wrong way, we can change it. Oh, yeah. You yeah. Know, I, and I talk about that a story in my book, you know, uh, it's like sitting at a card table. I'm in Vegas. So, you know, you, you get, you get a, a hand of cards dealt to you. And if you don't like what that hand is, you get to discard and, and draw another hand. And life is a lot like that because, you know, if you don't like the life that you're living right now, you know what, discard the, the deck, the hand of cards that you've been dealt. And the way that you do that is by making different choices is start making different choices. And, and on like poker life, you get to discard your cards anytime that you want by just making different choices and, and start, uh, you know, start down a new path with those choices. Um, isn't that kind of, uh, you know, it's funny when I was going through some, a few things, I thought to myself, you know, people just need to make different choices. And that, that's what I was having in my head. And you know where I got that from? 
where I got that from Seinfeld. Yeah. Um, I can't remember his name on the TV show Seinfeld, but he couldn't get a date if his life depended on it. So his theory was, whatever I do, I'm going to do the opposite. <laughs> and then he got a date. <laughs> was that George or Kramer? It was George. George, yeah. Okay. <laughs> yeah. And 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 so, what you realize is your choices really do matter. And and when when you understand that, when you understand that you are the captain of your ship, you know, you can't control the storms of the sea and the way the wind blows in the world and maybe in your environment that you're currently in. But once you realize that you get to give that meaning, that uh, you get to set your sail, I mean, we can't help what happens to us, but we absolutely can help how we react to it. And just as big of, of, of that equation is how we react. And when we start looking for the good in every situation, we'll start to see good and, and have good things happen in our life. Did you find it in your own family, not in your immediate family, but your your mom's family and all those relatives around you, did they get strength also from your success? You know what? I'd love to say yes. I, and I think some have, but I mean, I have a huge family and um, unfortunately, sometimes when somebody succeeds and they perceive it as, you know, maybe your light is making their light seem a little bit dimmer. And I've had some of that recently with my book. So, which is really unfortunate because I've tried to, you know, I wrote this book to inspire people and, and give them hope. And, you know, I, I kind of talk about my book in there. It's called the crab bucket mentality. And what that is, is you put a, a bucket next to the sea and you put one crab in it. That crab can easily crawl out of that bucket and return to the sea. But if you put multiple crabs in that same bucket, as soon as a crab starts to climb out of that bucket, those other crabs will latch onto it and not, not allow it to get out of there. And if that crab continues, they'll break its legs. And if it still continues, they'll kill it. And that's called the crab bucket mentality. And what happens is, you know, that's what happens with people is, and I think, you know, some people think that they're protecting the people who are trying to aspire to have these big goals. But, you know, I think what it comes down to, it's not necessarily the the person who is trying to achieve their goals. What it is, is it's how that those people, those haters are really uh, making them feel about themselves. And maybe they've given up on their goals. And what you find is with haters is they, they're not willing to put in that work to build something up. So they take the easy way out and they try to tear everything else down. And they stay in the negative. Yeah. Yeah. Which is unfortunate. It, it's unfortunate, but it, it is true for a lot of people because they find comfort in sitting in the negative. Yeah. yeah. They don't feel comfort in getting out of that box because it might be scary for them or something. Well, and, and it's sad because they're focused on everybody else and everybody else's successes and what they really should be is focused on themselves and focused on what can happen in their lives and really working on building the life that they want, as opposed to looking at other people and, and tearing down the life that's making them feel uh, inferior. Uh, right. and, and that inferiority is, 
only in their own minds. It's not in the minds of the persons who are succeeding or even the other people around them. It's, it's in their own minds and it's, it drives them crazy. Um, what about your mom? How is she managing now with you? Yeah. Your way out of this. You know what? My mom is my biggest fan. She, she couldn't be living a, a, a more polar opposite life than started for her. Uh, after my stepfather died, she remarried and, uh, you know, they're married today, 35 years. And he is the exact opposite of what my first stepfather was. I mean, he worships her and treats her like the queen that she is and would never dream of, you know, hurting her. And, uh, you know, my mom's a totally different person because of, uh, you know, my new stepdad and, I talk about that in my book too, is, you know, a lot of times when we're out there striving to have more and do more, the last thing that we really want is to, to get rid of something and think that some, we need to subtract something out of our lives. And that's what happened with my mom is, you know, when my stepfather died, that would have been the last thing that yeah. she thought she wanted to happen. In fact, she thought it was the end of the world and wanted to take her own life because she couldn't see a way out. But what, realizes when my stepfather was out of the picture, it opened up a spot for my new stepfather. And uh, what a difference that has made in her life. And, uh, you know, the life that she's living now, uh, she she couldn't even imagine, you know, 35 years ago. Probably even, you know, when she was 15 or 16, that's for sure. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. That would be an amazing story just to interview her of, of her journey my goodness it's yeah uh, it's yeah I mean and that's what I said in my book she's the real hero of the story I mean as hard as my life was with all the situations her life was even harder uh than than that and so uh you know that's what I said in my book is she's the real hero of this story now, I don't know why we have to come and learn lessons all the time <laughs> <laughs> right yeah and then we're tested. Not only do we have to learn them, but we get tested on it. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I mean, I think that's what life is, though, is, is. is, you know, if we weren't tested and we didn't have to overcome adversity, I mean, growth only happens where there's own comfort. And, you know, again, if you look at things like that way, I mean, I, I'm always <clears throat> I mean, I hate adversity, but when it does come, I mean, I, I look at it like, okay, what are you here to teach me? You know, what, what, how are you here to strengthen me? And when you start looking at things like that, then you can gather strength from them instead of like, oh crap, you know, this is happening and, you know, giving it a negative meaning. I mean, let's really try to spin it and get creative and start to give these things that are happening to us uh, a positive meaning and, and how can they help us in our lives? Right. And yeah, I always look at it and say, okay, um, this is what's happening. What am I supposed to learn from this? What Absolutely. is the lesson in this? Because it's, it allows you to not put a negative, um, and a tone, I guess it would be, a, I can't think of the word. <laughs> it would be like, um, you're not putting a negative, you're putting a positive spin on it. So yeah, I mean, you're giving, you're giving it a positive meaning as opposed yeah. to a negative meaning. Yep. Right. Yeah. So um, even though it's hard, um, because some of the things you wonder, why, why did this happen? Why did they choose me? Why did, did they do this to me? All of that kind of stuff. 
Um, but if you look at it and say, it did, it can't yeah. change, it did. So what am I going to pick from here, right? Yeah. And, and, you know, another one of my favorite quotes is uh, never be ashamed of a scar. It just lets you know that you were stronger than what tried to hurt you. And, you know, if you can get through these things, uh, you know, it, that just should show you that, hey, this is showing me that I can get through hard things. I can make it through stuff. And the, the more of those things that you get through, you realize that there's nothing anybody can do to you to stop you. The only person that can stop you is yourself. And once you realize that and you realize what all this stuff is, is everything is here to strengthen us and, and for our good. And if you look at things that way and you believe that way, then you're going to approach those things differently than if you think, oh, crap, why is this stuff always happening to me? I don't deserve it. I didn't do that. And, and then you become that victim. It's the circle. Yep. You can't be that victim. You got to realize you're a product of your choices. And again, you get to choose how you react to everything that happens to you. Um, have you had any success stories like from anybody that's reached out to you? Yeah. I mean, with our app, I got smarter. I mean, we, we had a guy who was out of work for like two and a half years you know, struggling emotionally because he wasn't able to provide for his family. And, you know, we, we do our goals in, in four week sprints. And after the three months, uh, he had found a job, he had, you know, lost like 40 pounds, his relationships and his family was so much better because for the first time in a long time, and maybe even in his entire life, he was living life with purpose and direction. And he had a clear vision of what he wanted his life to be like. And as soon as he started realizing that he was in control, and it wasn't all these other things happening, he started taking his life in the direction that he wanted it to. And, you know, success begets success. And, you know, he would have a little bit of success in this area of his life. And that would kind of morph into a different area of his life. And, you know, as soon as he as soon as he was following that program, uh, he has a totally different life now. So yeah, I mean, I think all of us would benefit from that. If we feel like we're in kind of a slump or kind of a rut and stuck, you know, a lot of people want to be motivated before they set goals. I, I totally think people have that backwards. As soon as you set a worthy goal, that will motivate you. Yeah. To, to do the things that need to be done in order to accomplish it. And again, success begets success. You know, we break all of our goals down into what we call 30 day sprints. And so you have all those little, you know, mini victories as you're on, on your path and your journey to achieve those big goals. And you have to, because you have to have a plan. Yeah, I, I think a lot of people mess up with their goals because they don't have that crystal clear vision of what that goal is or what it looks like. And we all can think back, when did we fail or give up on our goal? And the chances are, we didn't know what that next step was. We weren't organized and, and knew that we needed to uh, do this next. Uh, we, we came to a standstill where we didn't know what needed to be done next. And then all of a sudden, a day turns into a week, it turns into a month where we didn't do anything on our goal. And so much of that is because you didn't have that crystal clear vision of what accomplishing that goal meant. Yeah, I, um, 
I think it could be used for anything, especially even relationships. Yeah, every single, you know, everything in in my life is goal oriented. And and that's what our program, I Got Smarter, is about, is it's not just about finances and business. I think a lot of people correlate goals with that. But I mean, I have goals in every area of my life, you know, relationships, spiritual, uh, physical, you know, lifestyle, you know, so you and you can use I Got Smarter with all of those. And in fact, you know, when when you start focusing on a certain area of your life with it and you have a worthy goal, you'll be amazed at how much better that is. And, uh, you know, to set a goal to have a better relationship with your spouse or your children, I mean, I can't, I can't begin to tell you how different those relationships can be when you're living life purposely trying to make those better and really putting in the time and the effort that they require to get better. And a goal will help you do that and help you focus on those relationships. So um, it sounds like you really help people mold a plan and their goal, but I think what is even to go deeper into that would be to be able to give details of what it is that you can actually write down and want to achieve. Yeah. So in, in our app, I got smarter. The first thing that you do is you start out with our self-assessment and what that self-assessment does is it walks you through, you know, one, we start with gratitude because, you know, when you come to a gold program, you're coming wanting more. And uh, we want we want you to understand that your life is already good. We want you to find the goodness in it now and, and have that attitude of gratitude. Because if you're not happy now, chances are no matter what you get or receive or do, you're still not going to be happy. So we kind of get you get your mindset right with that. But one of the things that this self-assessment does is it walks you through what your goals are and it kind of narrows those goals down to uh, you know what goals you should be working on. And then you're, you're crystal clear on what it's going to take to achieve that goal. Right. And then you need to determine, am I willing to pay that price to achieve that goal? Because everybody out there probably wants to make a million dollars and or make more money or whatever, it's but yeah. Yeah. But, but are you willing to, maybe it's going to make you spend more time away from your family or not pay it as close attention to your health or whatever. So we make sure that you're clear on what price is going to have to be paid in order to achieve that goal. And then you be crystal clear that that's a price you're willing to pay because there's nothing worse than spending years trying to achieve a goal and then coming to realize that it was a price that you weren't willing to pay or a goal that you really wasn't that important to you. So having those crystal clear goals and knowing what it's going to take to accomplish those goals, all that comes out in this self-assessment. And then by the time of this self-assessment, you know, you're crystal clear on the the goals that you're going to pursue for the next 30 days and how to get there. Yeah. Yeah. So I think by digging down deep at the very beginning what you're actually doing by creating gratitude and creating that is you have to change your energy. So when you have that good positive energy, it's starting to flow, which is going to create more good energy and attract more good energy. So that's the, the foundation, I think. Oh, 
Yeah. I mean, you, you've got to change that, you know, Tony Robbins talks a lot about changing your state and getting in that proper, you know, mindset and being, you know, everything comes down to the energy that we're admitting. Right. So, I mean, if, if you have a bunch of negative energy or you're around negative people or whatever, and all your, all your focus is uh, focused on negative things, then um, that's all you're going to see. Yeah. I mean, you know, you know, I just talked a little bit about addition by subtraction. And the thing is, is two things cannot, you know, be in the same spot at the same time. And, and that's the same thing with thoughts and emotions. And if you have bad thoughts and you have horrible emotions that are in your mind and, and you're being consumed by, there can't be good thoughts there and good emotions. So the first thing is you got to be able to get rid of those bad things. You got to get subtract those out of your lives so that you leave room for those good emotions and, and those good thoughts. I always say, get that broom in there. Start oh yeah. Yeah. Yep. Absolutely. I, I, I know I, from softball, um, I realized that um, we used to have a trick for anybody out there that would like to have a trick um, in their toolbox for thinking good thoughts. And that's by putting um, 10 pennies in one pocket at the beginning of your day. And every time you have a bad thought, you have to take one penny and put it over into your other pocket. So by the end of the day, you realize how many bad thoughts that you actually had, because yeah. sometimes it's recognizing that first. And then uh, by, by about a week, you realize that you don't have any have any in the other pocket or if you do you just have maybe one yeah i mean that that's just being aware right and being mindful of what effect that has on your life those negative thoughts and i mean being aware of it and be, and, and understanding how it affects you is the first big hurdle and and then doing doing what you can to eliminate those thoughts uh you know from your mind yeah make a huge difference in your life and and, and the direction your life's going. Yeah, because I really believe that if we could see the energy around us, um, because we can't see it, we don't think it's there, but it is there. You know, our energy attracted each other um, somehow. And um, I think if people could only realize that that's what it is around us, that they would be probably a little bit better at understanding and changing that energy but it's the unseen so we don't know it's actually there so i think we have to visualize that yeah and and then that that's the thing is just gathering that knowledge of what's out there uh because again if you if you're looking to if you're looking to change uh you know the circumstances of your life you need to change right. and some of that is gaining that knowledge and most of it, however, is just doing what you already know and just actually following through with it. Yes. Um, I think, was there anything else that you wanted to point out to people that, you know, I think, especially during COVID, we could probably say something around that. Like, have you experienced anything? Well, I mean, again, COVID you know, think things have the meaning you're willing to give them. And I mean, I know it's been a horrible, you know, uh, I don't even want to say horrible, but I mean, it's, it's definitely it's been, been experience. <laughs> yeah, it's been different, but 
you know, COVID helped me uh, finish my book that I'd been working on for years because all of a sudden I was stuck at home and it couldn't go anywhere. And I finally had, you know, uh, a month and a half to focus on finishing my book and getting it out there. So, you know, again, if you, if you are creative enough, you'll find something good. I mean, I had a senior in high school this year and, you know, he was a big baseball player and, and actually, you know, got a scholarship to go play baseball, but because of COVID, he missed out on his senior year of baseball. Now he missed out on that, but I got to spend the last, his senior year where we got to go have fun and do things that we couldn't have done be, because he was so tied up in baseball and, and doing all that. And we got to go to the lake and we got to go camping and we got to, you know, go to our cabin and, and, you know, actually play, you know, stuff in our backyard. So, you know what, COVID has been, you know, there's definitely some challenges there, but I choose to see what good it brought into my family's life and my life. Yes, a lot of people said that they would have never had that time ever. Yeah. 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 That they were actually given this year. Yeah. And in some cases, that was a bad thing for some. Yeah. um, I always look at it, maybe it wasn't so bad. Maybe it was just the fact of the realization that you needed to make a change. Yep. A different direction. Yeah. Yep. So to me, it's all good to, to matter whatever occurs, you know, good or bad, but, um, no, that's, that's an amazing, I, I, I'm speechless, literally speechless for what you've been through and the challenges that you've overcome and the passion that you have to help other people that you too can do it. Yeah. Um, do you have any little sayings that you use like you too can do it or well yeah no i mean i think if 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 one of us can do it all of us can do it and you know i've i've lived that my whole life if i've seen somebody else being able to do something i know i can do it i just have to either you know i need to find the skills to do it or just move forward with it but no, I mean, I got smarter. The biz- I built this business to change the world, you know, one person and one inspiring goal at a time. And the way that I'm going to change the world is by changing the person's world who uses our app. Because right. I, I really, you know, the life that I've lived, you know, it, it got turned around when I set that first inspiring goal to become that first person in my family to graduate from college. And I truly believe that goals don't just affect the person who's achieving them. It's generational. And because of that one goal in my life, the the life that my family is living now is drastically different. And hopefully their family's lives will be drastically different. So that's what I'm looking to do with goals and personal development is not only change that the, the world, change that person's life, change, you know, the generations that are going to follow lives as well. Um, I think there's so much similarity to your app and my app because your app is getting people to think to set a goal and to have a plan. And my app is actually the same thing. It's just in the financial world, I guess you could say. Mm -hmm. Um, It's not really financial in, in a lot of cases, but it's looking at your other secretive life that's only up in your head 
that if something happened to you, the rest of the family doesn't know where anything is. So to me, that's it, my case for sure. <laughs> you know, like it's true, whether you have, you know, one business or no businesses, it's, it's all in the person's head. And if you don't share that with anybody, nobody knows if something happened. And yeah. it, it's become very prevalent now with COVID to realize that any one of us can get hit with COVID. Any one of us can be in ICU for weeks on end. Like yeah. there's no rhyme or reason to it. Yeah, that, that's always been my wife's because I've always been in multiple businesses and you know, investments and things like that. And and that's always been a question with her is like, geez, if something happened to you, I have no idea what you're working on or where things are. So yeah, no, I think a lot of people are, are in that situation. Yeah. And that's what your app does is help with that. It helps you organize it from step one, all the way, and there's 12 steps. But even if I, I always say to people, even if you do one or two of them, you're so much further ahead, you know, and you don't even have to pass away. It's just what happens if you ended up in the hospital for a month? Yeah. Who's paying your bills? Who's yeah. paying your electricity? Who's paying your mortgage? Who's paying, like, where is your stuff? And, you know, we talk about it that in the podcast a lot. Um, it's all well and fine to have a will. Um, a power of attorney and a living will, and everybody should have one, but they're not any good to us if nobody knows where they are. I'm going to um, definitely download that app because that sounds like something that me and my family need for sure. And, you know, it's for kids too, because as they move out and go on their own, something happens to them and we don't know how to cancel their social media. They're on multiple, everything is digital now. We have so many digital assets, we have digital accounts, and it's it's going to be so much unclaimed money. Like, it was bad before, but there's going to even be more unclaimed money. And in all of the United States and in Canada, it's, it's growing every every year. Yeah, uh, I've heard that. I heard that crazy thing, like there's, and I don't even, can't even guess what that number was of just bank accounts that never get claimed. Yeah. Well, but yeah. you don't know. You don't know what Aunt Nellie had. Right. Right. And it's even worse now because we don't get any mail. <laughs> right. That comes in the door that shows, you know, the people that are left behind. Oh, she had an account at RBC or the credit union or wherever. It, it yeah. doesn't tell us that anymore. Yeah. So, so it's even harder than it ever used to be. So, yeah, it's kind of cool how yours is a goal setting plan and mine is your own personal family plan right it's, it's very similar so use my app to uh create your goals and gather all this wealth and then use your app to keep track of it and make sure your your descendants know where it's at exactly. perfect exactly, exactly. <laughs> well i i'm so happy to have you on nelson and i'm sure i'd like to have you come back and tell us a few more stories in a few months from now I think we could always, always use love and positivity in our life um, each and every day, that's for sure. So thank you. Thank you for coming out to our podcast this week. Thanks for having me, Tina. I really appreciate it. Um, it was a blessing to have met you and I appreciate it. And I know we will um, be in touch for the rest of our lives, I'm sure, because uh, 
I, I, I meet amazing people everywhere. It's, it's, I just, I'm blown away. I really am with the amount of people and the amazing people and their stories that I meet each week. Um, awesome. Like you. And you. Um, yeah, it's, I, I'm lost for words. And I love helping people and you do too. And I think that's where our connection automatically comes from. So if any listeners are out there, please download his app because it sounds like you could uh, definitely use it. I'm sure we each and every one of us have some sort of goal that we would like to um, be successful at. Um, and you can do it. You too can do it. Maybe that should be our little motto. You too can do it. That's so, so thank you, everybody. I always end my podcast with Carol Burnett. Um, probably because of my generation. <laughs> um, I'm so glad we had this time together just to have a laugh or sing a song. Seems we just get started and before you know it comes the time we say so long. Thanks so much, everybody. Thanks our listeners. Thanks Nelson for coming out. It was a pleasure and um, I, loved, I love your story. Thank you. Thanks everybody. Bye. Stay safe.